Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 96. I'm Scott Davenport. In this episode, a tale of photographic highs and lows across a span of 16 hours. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. It has been a minute since the last podcast, and I'm happy to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. I had a day of photographic highs and lows in the recent past, and that day began with excitement and optimism, with a trudge through a valley of disappointment, to a redemption and a photobomb that just worked. The kind of day that reminds you photography can always surprise us. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend on social media, with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating and especially a review for the podcast. Ratings and reviews keep the podcast on the charts and help other photographers find out about the show. iPhone and Mac OS users, you can rate directly in the Apple Podcasts app. You can also leave a rating via the web at podchaser.com. Links in the show notes. Part one, the high of anticipation. This day of photographic highs and lows started for me, like most others, the night before. I charged batteries, packed my camera bag, double-checked the weather reports. The forecast had an overnight rainstorm that would push out a couple of hours before sunrise, and that's great conditions for landscapes. The air is clean, the dust is washed from the atmosphere, and lingering clouds would offer up a colorful sunrise. That same pattern had played out a few times in San Diego as seasonal storms have passed through. So my gear was ready, the car was fueled, I set the alarm for well before dawn, and turned in for the night. The alarm sounded at 4.20 in the morning, and I was ready. I was excited. I took a peek outside, the skies were looking nice, no rain at the moment, a good mix of clouds and patches of open sky. Stepping outside, it was crisp, cold for San Diego, but not bitter or biting. I got the gear packed up and was on the road by 4.45 a.m. My destination was a hiking trail in the local mountains near Santa Isabel. It's about an hour's drive east of San Diego, and Santa Isabel is a lovely valley. And at this time of year, in the winter months, the land is covered in a yellow-gold grasses and peppered with rocks. The trail I was heading for, I hadn't explored before, so that added to my anticipation. I was most definitely hitting a high. Enthusiasm for a field outing, the excitement of a new location, anticipation of promising weather, it was all coming together, and despite the early hour, I felt nothing but awake. As my drive progressed, I crept up in elevation, There were a few spritz of rain, nothing major, and that rain was expected. The weather report had less than 0.01 inches of rain, so not zero, but very tiny bits of rain. I kept winding my way up the road, another 500 feet, another 1,000 feet up, and then the fog thickened, and the rain increased and didn't let up. By the time I began the descent into the Santa Isabel Valley, the rain was steady, and I didn't even finish the drive. I hung a U-turn and headed home. I bailed. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. 
I was not interested in a wet, soggy hike, in poor visibility, a gray mass for a sky. In retrospect, I'm sure I could have found good photos, but in the moment, Mother Nature drained all the excitement out of me. Part 2. The Low of Disappointment I got back to San Diego, and the rest of that morning, I was in a funk. I was just really disappointed. I'd not been out with the camera for mm, 7 to 10 days, and that's a long stretch for me, so I'd really been looking forward to some fresh photos in my library. And I had post-hike plans as well. After the hike and taking in sunrise, I was going to hang around the area a bit, hit up the local bakery in Santa Isabel, grab a coffee, greet the day proper, let the light grow and break out the infrared camera for another round of landscape photography. I love that area of Southern California for IR photos. Those golden yellow grasses look great in infrared, especially when they're brightly lit. But none of that happened. So I kind of just moped around. Photography drifted away from my primary thoughts and just kind of fell into the rhythm of a normal daily routine. I'd look outside now and again. The overnight chill had kept its grip on the day. Rain continued to tease San Diego as well. It was on again, off again, enough to keep the ground wet most of the day. And it was usually windy, steady winds of 20 miles per hour. And those winds created a photo opportunity. And fortunately, I recognized it as one. Part 3 the pivot, and the surprise. These higher winds were pushing the clouds across the sky, and by mid-afternoon, the rain had let up. It left behind a very pleasing canopy of puffy white and gray clouds, and I felt that familiar tug of desire for some camera work. I thought about heading inland and retrying my failed hike, but I'd burn too much time traveling, and I'd be rushed on location. I checked the tide tables instead. Hmm, low tide, about an hour before sunset. Low tide, an interesting sky. I decided to go for reflections on the beach. The concept in my mind was a longer expanse of wet sand that would reflect the clouds above. And a low tide before sunset was good. There'd be plenty of light to make that happen. Many of the beaches around San Diego is a smaller patch of sand, a lot of rocks, but there are a few that have broader expanses of sand, and at low tide, those become even larger. I chose to go to the Scripps Reserve. This is just north of the Scripps Pier. The beach was quiet, a few walkers and hikers, some looking into the reef life exposed at low tide, and the winds were really picking up, pushing above 20 miles per hour, those clouds were really moving across the sky. The clean, longer expanses of beach I'd hoped to find, those were fewer than I hoped, but I did find a good patch of clean sand, and with the exaggerated perspective of a wide-angle lens, the foreground reflections can occupy more of the frame. The clouds looked great, and they helped, those clouds, they helped temper that afternoon light. So the entire scene was just bathed in an inviting warm glow. And the sandstone cliffs also glowed orange, a wonderful complement to the blue sky and ocean. I was having fun, 
enough fun to outweigh the discomfort of cold, squishy socks because a surge of ocean had already soaked me and filled my hiking boots. And even at low tide, I somehow never managed to keep dry at the ocean. While I captured my frames, each one was a little different than the next because those clouds kept changing position and moving around. The photos were nice, the experience was nice, and given where I was 16 hours ago, the day was much better. And then I was photobombed by a young girl, maybe seven years old. She rushed up to the edge of the water, stepping into my frame. She was dressed in pastel colors, a pair of rainbow-colored rubber boots and a jacket to match. Her left hand clutched a plastic pail adorned with Disney characters, and this energetic treasure hunter stood still just long enough for me to capture a few photos. And then she was off again, darting to the next section of beach to search the reef for more treasures. It was a fleeting moment, but that photobomb is my favorite image of the day. I had pre-visualized how the sky would look, how much of the beach would be visible, how the reflections would work, but a rainbow-clad beachcomber, a total surprise. She complimented the story. The sunset came, I left the beach, my feet squishing in my waterlogged socks, and I smiled and thought, hmm, maybe I should get a pair of rainbow boots. you enjoyed that story i do know it's a little change up in the format uh, that i normally do here this is a little more storytelling uh, but, but uh, i do think that within that story there is insight into uh, what an outing is like for me with the camera but also the the highs and lows that we all experience as photographers i just found it interesting that this series of highs and lows for me was compressed into the bookends of a single day. You know, over the course of 16 hours, I had been on a little bit of a roller coaster with how I was working with photography. And, uh, you know, my, my, my plans were dashed by mother nature, but then new plans were given to me uh, and I was able to, you know, pivot and, and try something new. And uh, what I also think is interesting as I kind of listen mentally to what I, I just told you here is the, the balance between pre-visualization of something and the surprises that can happen when we're in the field. I guess I'd characterize my approach to a scene or any outing, really. It's a mix. It's a mix of both. There's pre-visualization, but openness to what the location offers. Usually for me, it's the pre-visualization that will get me to the location. But once I'm there, it's assess and capture. And sometimes that pre-visualization becomes the fallback plan. Because uh, many times, this is just interesting, it's many times the surprise images, the ones that I like the most, are the ones I didn't think about ahead of time. And, and maybe because that's because they're surprises. They, you know, it's, it's nice to be surprised in, in a good way. <laughs> Uh, there's another image from this uh, outing at Scripps Beach that I really like, and it has no beach in it at all. It was a mural on a concrete retaining wall. just really liked the way it looked in the afternoon light, and just took a simple iPhone photo, but I really like how it turned out. I am going to post video footage from this visit to YouTube in the coming weeks, 
so you can keep an eye out for it there. I'll make sure there's a link to my YouTube channel in the show notes. A little studio news for you, an update on the Big Sur experience. This is my one and only landscape photo workshop this year, happening May 9th through 12th, 2022. And there is still one space open in this workshop, and that seat could be yours. The workshop cost is $1,695. That's a full four-day workshop, personalized field instruction, post-processing coaching, any park admission fees required, and the opportunity to immerse yourself in photography with a group of passionate photographers. It's always so much fun to just hang out with other photographers for a bunch of days. Now, if this sounds interesting to you, check the show notes. There is a link to the workshop page. It has all the details on the workshop, how you can register. The Big Sur Experience. And hey, if you can't make this workshop but know a photographer who might be interested, let them know about it because, you know, what goes around comes around. I've been able to attend workshops and events because a photographer friend let me know about them. And down the line, I've done the same. When I hear about a workshop or event and go, ooh, I know who would really enjoy this, fire off a text, fire off an email, and we're helping each other out. And if you listen to this podcast, you follow my work on YouTube, you know me by now. I'm all about sharing knowledge, connecting as photographers, and growing our craft together. Thanks, as always, to everyone that supports this show through listening, of course, uh, comments, reviews, shares, your feedback through the contact form on stopdownpodcast.com or direct email. It's it's wonderful that that you're out there and you're enjoying these episodes and this content. If you're interested in learning about ways you can support the show, there are links in the show notes. Many of them, if not most of them, are zero cost to you. And of course, if you want to support the show financially, there's an option for that there as well. You can make a donation, uh, and that's always appreciated. It does cost a little money to run the podcast, and those things do really help. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. I hope to not have as long of a pause between episodes this uh, this time around, but uh I, I will be back, and uh, if you have ideas that you want to share with me about either your photography or something you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, I'm always, always happy to hear those things. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks again, and until next time, my name's Scott Davenport. Have fun.